This is Kurt. And this is Tracy. And this is the MFG Cast. Welcome to another board game edition of the MFG Cast. This time we're going to be previewing Explosion in the Laboratory by Weird Draft Games. <laughs> I always love when I kind of do this kind of like intro, like uh, Tracy kind of stares at me with like weird eyes, like, what should I do now? Or no, I'm paying I... a lot of attention, but then I don't know, like. Well, I didn't know if I should say anything else. Like. <laughs> Yep, that's what we're doing. Yeah, we're doing it. We're gonna do it. Yeah. This game is going to be on Backer Kit November 1st. Thank you to Weird Draft Games for letting us have a copy so we could preview it for y'all. I don't think oh. I've ever said y'all ever. I know. I was like, um... <laughs> uh, let's, that's weird. Let's talk about the deets on this game, shall we? Deets and y'all. Yeah. Yikes, you guys. Let's do I it. would hang up now. <laughs> hang up? Hang up? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Duh, we're on a phone call right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Hello. Goodbye. Gosh. So this game plays two to four players, plays about 15 to 25 minutes, and is ages eight and up. This is designed by Corey Andalora. I really hope I'm saying that right, Corey. And art by Jay Bell. So what are we doing in... Po in ex were almost, you gonna say potion I explosion? Said, yeah, I almost said potion explosion. Why would I say that? And why? Why did it's I potions? And why did I almost say potion explosion? Okay, let's get away from that. How do we play explosion in the laboratory? <laughs> yes, I don't oh know. My why God, I can we just start this episode? Over? Nope, we're going. <laughs> Are you asking me? Yeah, I'm asking oh. you. Oh, well, we're. Um, it's kind of a. I would say a press your luck um, type game. True. Card game. Yep. Small card game. Yeah, it's only 18 cards. Yeah. And you're basically trying to mix potions together without exploding. Hence, explosion in the laboratory. Yeah. Or hope... They didn't want to call it, hopefully we won't explode in the laboratory, because <laughs> that would be a really long title for a game. That is true. So you're basically mixing your potions based on the play of the game, which we'll talk about in a minute. But Yeah, and they call them chemicals. Oh, what did I say? Potions. Oh, see, you really <laughs> screwed this up for me. I did. I'm sorry. Oh, geez. So you're, you're using, like, color types and... Um, the i would say what two colors mixed together equal another color what is that what the color wheel i couldn't think of it you're using a color wheel pretty much mm -hmm. um so you're saying like blue and yellow is green 
and those types of things. Mm-hmm. So let's get into a little bit more detail, um, but not too much yeah, in regards sure. to um, what this game is about. Yeah. So you have like six chemical cards and what you're doing is you're taking um and you're what? I thought we weren't talking about the number of cards. Okay. Because you didn't know how many. Okay. That was, this is something else. Okay. Whatever. Nope. That's fine. Okay, so you're taking you're taking some chemical cards and you're shuffling them up. Then what you're doing is you're putting them out in a line from left to right, and then you're actually taking the there on each chemical card there is a leftmost number and there's a rightmost number. Well, what you're gonna do is you're gonna take the leftmost card. This is gonna be kind of confusing. <laughs> I'll try to do it as slow as I can. So you take the leftmost card, and you actually take the leftmost number. How about the first card on the left? Yep. And then you take yep. the last card in the row on the right side of the card, the right number, and you add those two numbers together. And that will give you your chemical number. Before you're actually choosing that chemical, you actually de- you determine the fire levels by these upside down red fire level icons. It's like a little upside down triangle with an exclamation point in the middle. I would kind of think of it as like a hazard or caution yeah. symbol, but red versus yellow. Yeah, for sure. So then whatever the fire level is, you're actually going to look at the top left part of that card, and it's got a red number and then that that um, symbol, and you actually look on the card add, with the numbers added together, and, and it'll show you what chemical you have. So then, depending upon what chemicals you have, you will actually take that card and add it to your press your luck. So, like, say you mix the chemicals and you have a yellow. So you would take a one yellow chemical and you would add that flask card to your play area, basically. And then you would push your luck by doing it again. If And there are certain ways to kind of either mix chemicals or have, like, a basically, like, the same chemical twice, like a double chemical. So if you wanted to do, if you did a double chemical, you would actually flip the card basically ups uh you would turn it to the bottom side of it because if the flask has had you turn it 180 degrees yeah 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 yep. so then you would get a double chemical there so if you get a double chemical there you would actually get what's called a process card and we talk about that later but yeah it's basically instead of having the beaker be half full with a color that you can mix with another color you're just putting more of that same color in your Oh, that's true. In your flask. I forgot that when it has the one chemical, it actually has a half flask. And then if you flip it over, do that 180, then it's a full flask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot about that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, if if we want them to be able to visualize that, they're basically just doubling. Yeah. And then also, like we talked about, you can actually mix the chemical compounds. So, like, you could do, like, a yellow and a blue make green, like Tracy said. Or you could do... Uh, what is it? Uh, it's the other one. Oh, you could do a red and a yellow makes an orange. And then there's another one that's a black chemical, which we'll talk about. Well, you just talk about it now. Oh, okay. I'll talk about it now. Or so, I could. Yeah, go ahead. So anytime you're going through and you decide to play on and you lay those cards out and you do your adding and you decide... Not you. Well, you don't decide. The cards decide mm-hmm. what chemical you have to locate to 
to decide what your next steps are. So if you decide to continue on and you've laid out the cards and you've totaled them up and you go to locate the next chemical that you're going to use and you encounter a black chemical, one that um, displays a bomb on it, you're in a bit of a pickle because you're halfway to exploding your, I would say, kind of like your collection of flasks and things like that. So, but you haven't exploded yet. So you have the choice of selecting, if available, you have the option of picking a blue chemical or a yellow chemical to put in your collection during your turn. Or a red. Oh, or a red. And a red, since we that came up, a red is um, one that is obviously a red chemical with a red fire icon on it. And that one... They call it basically, it's like a volatile compound. So if you mix a red with one of the other colors, it actually, it still mixes, but it's volatile. So the next time, if you actually get yourself a a second uh, red chemical, then you would actually explode. Yep. But the cool thing about the red ones, if you encounter them, is the fact that they're worth more points. Mm -hmm. And when you mix them with other chemicals, they create other colors like purple, which are worth more points often. Mm -hmm. They're worth more points as you continue on to press your luck also. Mm -hmm. Circling back to the black chemical, if you encounter, if you choose to continue to go on and take continue to take your turn and you encounter another black chemical bomb, you explode. Yep. And you lose all of your your flasks um, with your compounds that you've collected, all your points, unless you have a process card that may help you. And I don't believe we've talked about process cards yet. We have not. So I don't know. I'll, I'll leave it to you to talk about them. Sure. Okay. So let's talk about, before we get into scoring for beakers and flask, at the end of the round, let's talk about those process cards. So there's two ways to gain process cards. Number one, once you explode, you know, it sucks that you lose all your points, but you get kind of a uh, secondary prize or something like that of earning a process card, which would help you during the game. If one of your flasks indicates that. Correct. Correct. Yep. When it comes to process cards, there's actually two sides to every process card. Or or not two sides. There's like a top and a bottom, basically. And it depends upon uh, which one you get, which side of the process card you get, depends upon a few things. So one of them is if you get that double chemical, you would choose that color on the actual process card. So like you normally there's a yellow and a red side. So you would actually pick, if you got the ye- double yellow, you get the yellow side. If you got the double blue, you get the blue side or the blue edge or top or bottom, whatever. And then what's different is if you explode, you actually decide which one of those you want to pick. So you just pick one, but you know, which side you would like, 
turn it to that side and that is your card until you can play. You can actually play process cards once per turn or once per round actually. And then uh, what Tracy was alluding to, so like say you explode and you wanna get those points for the intuition and research, which we'll talk about here in a second. They have the, they have a, unless you have the neutralized process card, which will actually stop you from exploding and you can still get those points. Yep. Which is nice. Yeah, for sure. So let's get into the beaker scoring. So you can score points two ways. You can score points for tuition or <laughs> you can score points for intuition, which is a white star and research, which is a black star. So how we score points is these two ways. So you would score points for the different flasks that you have that you've collected. So like if you had like a one yellow and one blue, that would give you two points. Because there's one point on the yellow and one point on the blue for the one chemical apiece. You know, or there's other ways to do it too, as far as like getting more points. So like double, you know, Double blue, double red, green, orange, that kind of thing. Yep. Then there's also there's also scoring for research, which is there are some there are some beaker cards that are the green, the orange, and the purple. Those are the ones that if you take the colors and mix them to the different colors and mix them together, you'd get points for the beakers. So there is a number at the bottom of that card. And then you would actually take the points for what you would score as far as the color that you'd take there, and you'd score the points for that also. I look at it as those are worth more points. I think they all pretty much, well, not always, but those tend to be worth more points because you're kind of pressing your luck when it comes to combining chemicals to get those colors because... You may be incorporating red to, well, I think you're incorporating red to get all of those colors, aren't you? Uh, no, because the yellow and blue make green, so that is oh, yeah, yeah, one yeah. where you want. So, but I mean, otherwise it's red and uh, yellow is orange, red and blue is purple. Mm -hmm. So the other ones, so maybe you're getting more points on those other two yes. um, beaker cards, yeah. but yeah. So then once you score one of those beakers for that round, you'd actually rotate it depending upon the um, direction of the arrows on it. Okay. And are you rotating each of the cards that you scored on or are you rotating? Okay. What about? Yes. I, I shook my head, but Tracy just just like went over it like I, I was talking yeah. to just her and not you. Yes. Yeah. You rotate each single beaker that you'd actually score on. What happens if you blow up? If you blow up, you actually do not score. I think we've kind of you really don't, talked no, about No, you this. don't score, but do you rotate the beakers? I think you do, don't you? You ro rotate the lowest one or something? You rotate the beakers at the end of a round is what you would do. Uh, oh. So that comes later. So once everybody has taken a turn, what you would do is you would actually take a look at there are numbers on the cards, and it's not the, it's not the research numbers, but there's little, like, circled numbers in white that actually are on each beaker and you would take the lowest numbered card and you would rotate that for the end of the round so you're not only rotating after each of the per each person takes a turn 
but you're also rotating the lowest card at the end of the round. Correct. And then on those cards, they also distinguish the end of the game Mm -hmm. with an X. Correct. So whatever card ends up with the X at the end of whatever card reaches this X Mm -hmm. indicates the end of the game. Yep. And that would just stop completely. No one else would take other turns. I'm going to add a little something just before we talk about like that, the game actually ending is that also when the cards are Another thing that happens with the beaker cards is that when you rotate them, those warning symbols might multiply. So you'll actually get, um, you'll have a bigger number as far as the warning symbols go to be able to choose the certain cards to mix the chemicals in later rounds. So one of the things, and I, you know, I actually just realized this uh, just recently as we were playing it, the higher the fire level, the warning level or whatever, the more unstable the chemicals are because you're looking at certain car, the certain card depending upon the fire level. And as it gets to the higher, higher levels, like the five and the six or whatever, there's more red chemicals that will like be more volatile. And then there's like less likely you uh, you have a chance of getting those like the, the yellow and the blue, which are a lot easier to just kind of combine without any, um, without any explosion basically that makes sense yeah so uh once the end of the round happens uh you just you decide who has the lowest uh, points they would take the first turn in the next round then like tracy said you take subsequent rounds until you got to that x that tell you that was the end of the game and then whoever has the highest amount of points at the end of the game wins yep so you don't play to like 15 points or something like that. It's all driven by those beaker cards and whatever one hits that X first. So it doesn't have, it's not all the beaker cards that hit an X. It's just one of them that has to hit it. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's one of those, it's one of these games that's just, it's very quick to play. It's, you know, it's one of those that you can, it's weird. Usually with press your luck games, I feel like I'm like, okay, I have to be careful. This one I felt like I was just like, I'm just going to go. I don't care if I explode. I'm just going to go, go, go. <laughs> well, I think I was like that too because I had process cards that that helped me maintain my points anyway. So I was like, ah, you only live once. And then I was like, but it's really not going to legitimately make our house explode or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like real in life science or anything like that but um yeah i was a little bit more edgy on it too but maybe it's because i knew that you were gonna kick my butt every time (laughs) i didn't want i didn't win one game of this yeah which is funny because i feel like when it comes to press your luck games i feel like i'm not very good at them no you well okay i shouldn't say no you're not but no your luck is not that great when it comes to press your luck typically and for crying out loud, like, give me a break. I didn't win once. <laughs> I had, like, the last time we played it, though, I I made a huge comeback. You really did. And then, and then at the very end, the beaker card turned to X, and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, what did I do? I, I think I, take, I took, like, all I had to do was take one turn and yes. and then get it, which was like, wow. Wimpy. That's very, really 
I mean, lucky. (laughs) The name of the game. Press my luck. I got lucky. That's not the name of the game. What? (laughs) You said the name of the game. No, it's I was a, just teasing it's a you. press your <laughs> You're a jerk. Oh, you should have seen his face. He's like, what? Yeah, it, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's Explosion in the Laboratory in a nutshell, basically. I thought you said Explosion in the Laboratory. Yeah, totally. Explosion in the ba- Oh. What? What uh-huh. were you going to say? In the babatory? In the, no, in the bathroom. The laboratory is the bathroom, isn't it? A laboratory? Laboratory. If that's what I thought you said. Oh. It would have been the bathroom. Nice, nice. But yeah, um, yeah, it's one of those games, again, it just, it plays quick. One thing I will kind of give a little bit of like a, a notch on this is the instructions were just a little, a little too hard to read. We had to get some clarification. We actually talked to Carla about it. So hopefully by the time that they get you know, the game all squared away for, for the backers and stuff like that, that stuff will be taken care of. This is just a PSA for anybody that makes games. Please make it as simple as possible and actually show, show your instructions to like multiple people. Because I think sometimes when you, sometimes I think we, when we're making games, we just assume people know exactly what we're talking about. And then and then when other people read them, then we're like, I don't know, that, that's not necessarily. Well, it's like that anytime when you, when it comes to an email or anything like that, you read it like a hundred times and then you're like, I seriously missed the most important word or something. And they didn't. No. They didn't I mean, there's, a, there's so much information to this game. It's hard because it's so portable mm-hmm. that it's tried, they tried to fit it into one sheet of paper and so i feel like we found ourselves referencing the direction so much Mm -hmm. and trying to remember the differences between certain steps and certain things and it could be just be us like maybe we're just ding dongs i don't know (laughs) maybe like I, i mean i don't it isn't too hard no but i feel like and maybe maybe we just wanted wanted the directions to be obvious for anybody to be able to pick up and play, especially because it's eaten up. Yeah, you just want everybody to be able to understand it because having a game for eaten up, you want it to be clear. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That being said, I feel like this game is very again very easy to pick up, easy to play once you actually know what you're doing. Yep. And, you know, you just kind of, you know, have to do your best to, you know, push your luck. And hopefully sometimes, sometimes you have to be cautious too to not, you know, explode and, you know, get those points where you can. I love that the, that the, they have the process cards in this game too. So even if you explode, the process cards kind of give you a leg up on subsequent turns and stuff like that. But when you use those process cards, and I think this is something that we didn't really mention when I was talking about them. Is they also have, uh, you can only use them during certain phases. So I'll have an oh, icon yeah, on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll actually tell you, like, okay, this phase is the phase that you're actually going to be playing this in. So you have to wait until a certain point. Yep. So. Yep. Good point. Yeah. So, yeah. That is Explosion in the Laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you're... You can send them hate mail. Oh, no. Don't do that. 
if this is a game you're excited about or something you're looking for, it's going to be a nice, cheap micro game that's going to be on Backer Kit November 1st. And again, thank you to Weird Giraffe Games for letting us play it. So, until next time, thank you for listening. And I'm Kurt. And I'm Tracy. And this was the MFG Cast. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.